Hello and welcome to Alien Minute, the daily podcast where we carefully dissect the movie Alien one minute at a time. I'm John Engel. And I'm Mitch Bryan. And today we are at Minute 100, which begins with Ripley pleading for Mother to turn the cooling unit back on and ends with Ripley stalking forward with her incinerator unit. It's Friday, it's the 100th minute, and we're joined by artist, musician, designer, interactive expert, Christoph Nemeth. Hello. I'm Welcome very, back. very happy to be here for the 100th. It's been a good week. I'll say. This is a good, yeah. you, these are good five minutes, I think. These are. And yet another, is a yet another five minutes that when we, I started looking at them for the purposes of the show, were a little daunting. I thought, am I going to have, what am I going to say about this? <laughs> Some of these minutes, they they seem when you're watching them as if there's, oh, you're really going to have to dig to find something. There's never, we have yet to have that problem. Every minute of this movie has got plenty to talk about, so. Well, first, before we get there, I guess, we should say we do have a kind of ironic, amusing, humanizing reaction to Mother. Yeah. You know, it seems pretty obvious that we're evoking a child here a little bit in Ripley's performance, right? Which is very understandable, I want to say, right off the Mm -hmm. bat. I would also be doing this. But the way, it was in the last minute when she says, Mother! You know, clearly sounds like a child pleading for mom to please turn the cooling units back on. Mother replies coldly, nope, can't do that, basically. I mean, I forget the exact words, but she's like, I'm sorry, but we cannot do that. It's sort of like the mother that knows how to respond to the... She doesn't even answer that directly, doesn't she? It's just another quote of... Yeah, I'm... What I'm... Time counting down or destruct... She doesn't respond, like... No, she, uh, she doesn't in the movie... But she did in the script. And that was what I wanted to talk about that we mentioned in the last minute. It seemed to me, when I was reading these pages uh, for the show today, that Walter Hill, uh, those Guiler, they were thinking of this more like a Hal situation. Because Ripley asks her, actually, I believe Ripley says, Mother, I turned the cooling units on, back on. Like that, sort of like, hey, I turned them on, what's going on? And, And Mother then says, it is too late for you to take any more action this is she says that pretty much exactly that so it was a call and response thing in the script that they removed from the movie but it still has the same effect sure i mean it still feels like the same it feels like mother is is responding to her but she's never she's 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 never responded to a verbal command in the whole movie you've had to type questions in to ask mother questions so is that remember, true? Yeah, 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 because like, what's the story, mother? He types in, and oh. what are my chances? She types in, and so there's no verbal interaction with the computer like 2001. And I'm sure they probably did it because they didn't want it to be too much like 2001. I mean, that would be my guess anyway. So then are we to, to deduce here that Ripley is in her panic, just yelling at mother? Yeah, she's pissed off. That's fu- <laughs> It's funny because it's almost like you would think that if they're going to cut the howl, direct howl, uh, reference here out of they would just cut this moment out altogether they wouldn't have ripley but it's really effective yeah she does yell her, at her gives her a verbal command turn the unit, cooling units back on but she's she's never given her a verbal command up to this point so. you know it's it's also interesting again with this sort of meta level of humans and technology uh there's also no god in this film you know yeah. there's there is no god they, these these people have been forsaken by all humanity and technology and whatever whatever hell has spawned this this creature um, so 
mother at this point is really the uh, I don't want to say that um, well it's it it's basically the all-knowing entity of the world that these people live in and in another horror movie you'd hear people screaming for God right oh God help me right they yeah, don't yeah. do that there is no God there is just this technology that is that is hurtling them through space and the devil is there now it's true parker almost says my god in one moment but but it's it's so quiet you can't really tell if that's what he said so short of that god damn it there is actually yeah, no the... no mention of god and nobody mm-hmm. says a prayer when they jettison kane's body out into outer space yeah. they, so it's a pretty godless place yeah we talked about it way back when kane uh, when we had kane's funeral we talked about the fact that they didn't say anything, and we wondered, well, why didn't they say what Somebody would have said something, right? We wondered about it, but we never quite came to the conclusion that maybe this was one of those points in, in the script and the story where they're pointing out to us that there's no God. Like, what would you say at a funeral if there's no God? You know, maybe that's what they're saying. I don't know. That's an interesting way to look at it. Yeah, she definitely, uh, there, there is a God to damn things for Ripley when she's yelling and running down a corridor, but otherwise we never hear mention of it. So she just hauls off and smacks mother, calls her a bitch, and hits her <laughs> hits her right in her monitors. Yeah, man, she throws a full on tantrum here. So the childlike behavior again, justifiable childlike behavior, continues, and I think this is what I was mentioning in the last minute about building upon this vulnerability and helplessness. I think they're they're really hitting, driving home this idea that she is helpless and at the mercy of so many things and she she just can't do anything about it yeah. so she throws a full-on tantrum which i do the same damn thing yeah i don't blame her and well yeah i it's, it becomes a release at that point and, yeah and but then she gets back to work right you know yeah what? she doesn't she doesn't sit around moping she just blows up a couple of mm-hmm. monitors and lets off a little steam that way and keeps going and it goes back to what you'd mentioned about um you know her, her having these human breakdown moments right where it's what any of us would do and then you got to get back up again and be the hero despite the fact that you just want to cry and throw fit yeah well this is followed after she leaves by this wider shot on those cylinders and i just wanted to just ask the question i thought she managed to push a couple of them down or something and so then i i've never noticed this before but i noticed that this time and I wonder whether that was just a shot that they pinched from earlier on and just kind of put it in there just to kind of reestablish that. Because remember when they were going down and yeah, she was yeah, pushing, pushing down pushing on them? So these are all four are up. So is, huh. this the, is this mother's equivalent of middle fingers? <laughs> she put them right put back, them right up. back <laughs> up. It is too late to deactivate. Yeah, yeah. As, she was, as, as Ripley was pushing those levers back up into the wall, those, two, those things were coming back up. And she didn't even yeah. know it. Yeah, it could be could be that would make sense because i mean there has to be a certain mechanism that if those cylinders are down they would do something wouldn't they i mean i don't know maybe that was the there's no further action that can be taken so they come right back up that makes sense yeah that's like at least a good enough excuse to excuse a lack of continuity if that's what we're talking about here but and then from that impassive shot we throw ourselves right back into the old handheld running full tilt down the down the spooky corridors with noise and we're, we're doing it all over again. Yeah. I mean, we've been here before, um, but somehow it's, it's okay. It's the energy is so high and, and her situation so dire. And the fact that 
the last time we were running, we were trying to stop the ship from blowing up. This time we're running, and there's no way we're going to stop the ship from blowing mm, up. So yep. now it's just like, how do we get the hell off of the ship before the alien eats us or before the ship blows up? Yeah. And it's, you know, it's fine that we see, like you said, Mitch, it's fine that we're seeing this again, if this is something we've seen before. Because it's like in the Eisenstein, you know, montage experiments. Eisenstein was the guy that did it, right, where he would show the show a face and then show oh, a thing. Yeah. Sorry, thank you. Yeah. Um, it's the same thing. Like if you're raising the stakes between seeing the same thing twice, yeah. you're not seeing the same thing twice. Right. So yes. Polanski saying always use the same location twice because when you go back to it the second time, something shall have, should have changed in your story. And so it's different. And so these quarters are different. These are yeah. now the quarters that are on the ship that is wired to blow up and there's no way you can turn that thing off. You know, we, in revisiting Twin Peaks re- recently, the final episode repeats many things uh, that happened during the series, and so you're you're again left with this weird sense of tension that Lynch loves to do, where the the repetition of it gives your brain this again this disoriented quality. Have I done this before? It create it creates anxiety of I've seen this, but am, how am I seeing how am I seeing it differently? And so I just I find that fascinating technique as well. You know I haven't watched Twin Peaks again like since it was on tv the first time so i haven't seen it in that accelerated way where you go from like one episode to the next to the next is it good that way yeah yeah Yeah. it's it's really good i've i've watched twin peaks i guess on average probably every other year since about 98 like i it's Mm -hmm. a it's kind of a fall tradition for me i don't necessarily do it every fall but usually when the leaves start to fall twin peaks Mm -hmm. has got to come on and it works, yeah, Mitch. It works really well. Oh, I have to as do a, that. As get a, ready for the there's new some, one. There's some clunky episodes in the middle oh, there, but uh, I I like the elevated stuff. I like the crazy, the Project yeah. Blue shit that happens in the yeah. later episodes more than a lot of people do. So I think it works. But the final episode in particular works really well. I think it's one of the best final episodes in the history of television. And oh, yeah. one of the reasons is, and what I think Lynch is doing, and what he does so well, what he did, what Blue Velvet was all about, maybe was. He likes to he likes to make you really comfortable. Mm-hmm. He likes to give you the idyllic thing, and Twin Peaks is all about these happy comfort. You love the character so much, you want to hang out and have pie mm-hmm. with these guys, and then he drops in yeah. some dark shit. Yeah, and so to do getting back to this repeating mm-hmm. sets or repeating things that we've seen or places we've seen before, that's something yeah. Lynch loves to do. Right. Uh, and Polanski, and then mm-hmm. here with with Ridley Scott, he's uh, and again, this is the, this stuff isn't in the script. This stuff isn't in the other material at all. It's it's pretty point A to point B with this escape. Uh, the illustrated story has her finding the alien, but then she goes straight. She doesn't try. No, she does try to turn off Mother, but it's it's not the same repetitive action, mm-hmm. which is great for a graphic novel. I wouldn't want that in the graphic novel, yeah. but in a film, it's perfect. Yeah, I agree. I, I just loved that. Well, there's an odd repetition, even with this, you know, when she comes out of the, uh, just close on her fingers as she peers up over the edge after she's come up the ladder. And we and that's another repetition mm-hmm. because we've seen those, yep. those kinds of moments before. It really, is she going to get got by the alien this time or not? Or she, at least see it. Or at least see it, because right? Before, you know, obviously she's parent earlier, she's creeping up and looking for it, hoping it's not there. Uh, in this case, she knows all too well that it's there somewhere. 
Like even earlier, she might at least imagine that the thing's in the ducks, and she's right. not going to run into it in a hallway. Now she's run into it in a hallway. Yeah. So anywhere she goes, any corner she turns, it could be there. Mm -hmm. Same for us. That's what we're expecting for her now. Mm -hmm. So that's again, we're repeating a thing, but we've added information. We've raised the stakes, and it's yeah. and, and as she crawls out of that ladder space and starts toward camera as the minute ends the camera dollies back again it's not handheld anymore we're back to that smooth dolly mm -hmm. move and mm -hmm. so a, another repetition with a new context yeah, yeah. which is it's a pretty good five minutes mm -hmm. you know this is a really good five minutes. this <laughs> yeah. is this is all real tight every everything's working Rid ridley scott's working Scorny Weaver's working. Jones the Cat's working. <laughs> Everybody's pulling it off in these five minutes. It was a really good week. Yeah. Very well, cool. has anybody got anything else? It's just like the scene. It's It's been kind of exhausting. <laughs> but that's what's great about it. Um, it again, why I was really drawn to uh, this particular section of the film is, again, it, is, it, it really is all about the the tension it's not about gore it's not about anything to anything bloody and blowing up in your face like the 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 uh lambert scene prior uh and it really is all about this human being put into this terrible spot this terrible terrible spot and it 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 drives it home as an audience what what how would you respond to that? How would how would I respond to that? Of course, and we would do all the same things that she's doing. Yeah. You know, panic, get bravery, and I got to get the job done, and I'm fighting for my life. I mean, she could easily just say, you know what? Ship's going to go. Fuck it. I'm just going to sit here in the engine room and watch it, watch it burn. But she doesn't. She still wants to retain her humanity and, and the cat's humanity and felinity yeah felinity <laughs> and, and get them the hell out because that's what we'd all want to do right we don't want to die like that who does and it is the they say you know the best movies are the movies that by the time you get to this part mm -hmm. all of everything else has been kind of removed yeah. from the thing and we really are just left with the ship that's going to blow up somebody trying to get to the shuttle mm -hmm. and an alien potentially in the way right and that's and the ship is going to blow up mm -hmm. so it's a, a a great inevitability that has it's like the the, the tip of a spear or the point of an arrow yeah. as we move towards this um but it it's an arrow that's pointed on both ends right like she could give up and be killed by one or two things so the fact that the fact that it's not just she's ch be, trying to get away from a monster but that she has exhausted any other recourse but to basically kill herself in the process of killing it too it 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 just it raises the stakes yeah and nothing else what other film had done that you know i mean you'd have to be like some other film had have to you know somebody setting off a bomb and being chased by some dude i mean i'm sure it's been done before but oh yeah brody brody was brody was gonna sink into the into the ocean or get eaten by the shark right if he doesn't make that shot so there's mm -hmm. you know that's another one of those great kind of all of the elements have dropped away and this is right. all we've got left yeah you know? yeah cool well christoph where uh where can we find you on the internet oh usually around the facebooks and um i got a couple of bands that like to play music around kansas city one of them is called emmeline twist and the other one is called abandoned bells 
And uh, so you can find me there. All right. And you can find us at alienminute.com. Follow us on Twitter at alienminutepod. Come over to our Facebook page and join in the discussion. And uh, maybe think about getting a T-shirt over at our T Public page. That's T Public forward slash alienminute. All right. We'll see you next week for minute number 101.